A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus had crossed in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and, when he saw Jesus, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him. And a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. And she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, for she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then Jesus put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about, for she was twelve years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. Jesus strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and he told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week, we were in the boat with Jesus, crossing the Sea of Galilee. On the other side, Jesus healed a man in Gentile territory and now returns to Jewish territory. In Mark, the lake represents literally and figuratively the boundary between Gentiles and Jews. In today's Gospel, we cross at least two other kind of barriers between clean and unclean 
and between life and death. The leader of the synagogue implores Jesus that his daughter may be made well. The Greek word, sozo, can also be translated save, heal, preserve, or rescue. The word appears repeatedly in this passage, blurring any sharp distinction between healing and health, salvation and thriving. Jesus agrees to go to the dying girl, but along the way, the crowd presses in to be close to the holy teacher. To get to him, a woman who has been bleeding for twelve years pushes through. Her persistence and audacity is striking. Not only will she have to push through the crowds, she'll have to push through the pages of Leviticus and the ancient ideas that she is unclean, and anything she touches will be rendered unclean, including the holy teacher whose clothing she seeks to touch. Last week in the boat, after Jesus calmed the storm, he said to the disciples, Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? The woman experiences fear and trembling when Jesus wants to know who touched him. However, unlike the disciples in the boat, or the people who witnessed the exorcism of the demoniac, she steps beyond her fear to speak her faith. Her fear proves a threshold to her faith. The woman knows what has happened to her, falls down before Jesus, and tells him all the truth of her healing. She speaks her experience, testifying in the midst of the crowd about what has happened within her. Faith is cast here as a form of courage, daring, and persistence, and the woman is cast as an exemplar, all the more surprising because of the presence of a religious leader who becomes her student. An outcast is brought center stage, and the very act of reaching out to God in boldness and tenacity is spotlighted as a pivotal power within each human being. Not merely my power, Jesus says, but rather your faith has made you well. After the girl is raised, everyone is overcome with amazement. Amazement is not faith. Think of being lost in a maze. It's confusion and fear. Only the woman experiences fear and crosses its threshold to actively give witness to her faith. Jesus addressed the woman as daughter, suggesting that she now has a personal relationship to Jesus as one of his family. Discipleship is being in the presence of Jesus, being known by him, and following him. The narrative cuts immediately to the news that Jairus' daughter has died. Jesus advises Jairus, Do not fear. Only believe. Jairus is urged to trust Jesus and to go on, and this is what he does. And this is why Mark tells us his name is Jairus, which means enlightened one. We are initially introduced to the synagogue leader by name, but throughout the rest of the narrative, 
he's referred to only as the leader of the synagogue. We learn that his daughter is 12 years old, just on the edge of puberty. In contrast, the bleeding woman has suffered for 12 years, permanently infertile. This number symbolizes the 12 tribes of Israel. Whenever we enter a house in the gospel, I think of church, for the early church gathered in homes. I think of Jairus, then, as a church leader, the pastor of a house church. His daughter is the future generation. At 12 years old, she is on the verge of becoming an adult and bringing children into the world. If the daughter dies, the church dies. The question, then, is how to keep the daughter alive. Mark gives us an answer. Take care of the most vulnerable. Care for the woman whose life is nearly exhausted, who is completely excluded. Include her, and your future will be secure. Jairus' daughter did not die because the woman slowed Jesus down. The daughter of the leader of the synagogue was raised. His synagogue was given new life because he was enlightened by what Jesus did for the woman. In combining the saving healing of these two daughters as a story within a story, Mark is teaching us that our lives are all connected. Healing has to do primarily with restoring a person to his or her community. When we pray for someone to get well, our prayer also ought to be for the well-being of the place, the people, the neighborhood, the land, the whole kingdom to which that person is connected. Jesus heals by inclusion. He validates the invalid. His whole mission is to include. The kingdom is based on all the birds of the air finding shelter. There is no exclusion. In his book, Tattoos on the Heart, the power of boundless compassion. Father Greg Boyle, the Jesuit, says that compassion means there is no daylight to separate us, only kinship, inching ourselves closer to creating a community of kinship such that God might recognize it. Soon we imagine with God this circle of compassion. Then we imagine no one standing outside of that circle, moving ourselves closer to the margins so that the margins themselves will be erased. We stand there with those whose dignity has been denied. We locate ourselves with the poor and the powerless and the voiceless. At the edges, we join the easily despised and the readily left out. We stand with the demonized so that the demonizing will stop. We situate ourselves right next to the disposable so that the day will come when we stop throwing people away.